0: science mama. I love my science mama. I love my science mama. mama. I'm Julie Gould and this is the Science Mamas podcast where we'll be sharing tales and tips from the lives of mamas in science. In this episode, we hear from science mama Eileen Parks. She is currently working as a postdoc at Queen's University, Belfast, and has two young boys, one of whom was born while she was completing her PhD. And she's got some great insights on the challenges of keeping ownership of your project whilst you're on parental leave.
1: Coming back the second time again has been a bit of a struggle in terms of trying to have ownership of the work and I suppose that in a postdoc as well you never really have complete ownership of your work it always belongs to the PI. I love my science
0: mama. Eileen, you had your first child when you actually started your PhD back in twenty thirteen?
1: I did, I turned up to my PhD pregnant. Oh wow. <laughs>
0: and when you applied for your PhD position, did you know you were pregnant? No, no.
1: Yeah, we were thinking about it and I was kind of thinking, oh, you know, maybe if I'm pregnant, maybe a PhD won't be for me. But then I went through the whole interview process and got the position not pregnant and then turned out to be pregnant. So (laughs) it works out well.
0: So what was the response that you got when you did actually turn up to start your PhD and you were like, hi, everyone, I am now two people?
1: (laughs) I think I spoke to my supervisor. He was a bit taken aback like, oh right he did say congratulations of course he did and he said I was right not to wait I think other people in the lab were maybe slightly surprised that I turned up pregnant maybe some of the couple of the postdocs
0: how how Um, pregnant were you when you actually started your PhD
1: 17 weeks the day I started (laughs) okay so you
0: weren't showing yet no no some of the postdocs in your lab weren't quite as supportive how how did you deal with that
1: I suppose I found that quite hard. It was my first pregnancy and I tried to keep up and do everything as well as I could. But I guess, you know, you are pregnant, you are tired, you can't keep on top of things. I was starting a PhD, so I was learning all these new techniques that I'd never done before. It was very different to how I'd worked as a doctor in medicine. So I I did find it a bit of a struggle. And I felt maybe postdocs who, maybe they had made a conscious decision not to have children and therefore me turning up. I think really just going ahead and having children regardless was something that they found difficult to deal with, but I, I did struggle with that and I struggled even more when I came back from maternity leave, but at that time I did feel that the support of other postdocs in the lab wasn't there. We weren't a very big lab at that time, any other PhD students were a lot younger than me and didn't have kids and I felt that they didn't really understand what was involved in me coming into work or like if. The crash phones, and I said, I'm midway through this experiment, can you finish it for me because I have to go right now and pick up my child. So it was kind of mixed in terms of the support I got when I came back as well.
0: So how long did you take off after your first child was born? I took eight months. During that eight months, you yourself stopped researching, but the lab's work yeah. moved on. How did it feel coming back? to your research and your PhD and seeing that actually a lot of the the science had moved on?
1: It was a good thing and a bad thing. So I did struggle coming back and trying to take ownership of your project again. I've struggled with both times when I come back from my time leave, trying to go right I worked on this and I've built this up and I want to keep working on it and yes someone else has maybe done some of it while I've been off, but I still want to have ownership of this project overall. It was a good thing for me as well, being off, because while I was off maternity leave, one of the main proteins I work on was actually discovered. (laughs) So That actually worked out really well in terms of timing. But I think I have, certainly with most recent maternity leave, tried to put clear, this is my project, this is what I will expect to come back to after maternity leave and kind of discuss with my supervisor better the second time round how things will work, who will work on it while I'm off, and what my role in it will be when I come back. Oh, so, you know, you've
0: learnt from, I guess, your own naivety in a way from your first maternity leave. Yeah. How did you eventually come to, you know, deciding whose bit of work was whose and whose project was whose? And I guess that's sort of a difficult negotiating point.
1: It is really difficult. And I don't think I've worked that one out just yet. Because either your work doesn't move on while you're off or it moves on but someone else then has ownership of a bit of it. So the first time actually what happened was the person who had been working on it while I was off then moved into a different role. So that worked out okay in that they no longer were involved in lab based research and were happy that then I took over the project again and just like kept them involved in the publication at the end of it. Coming back the second time again has been a bit of a struggle in terms of trying to have ownership of the work and I suppose that in a postdoc as well you never really have complete ownership for your work, it always belongs to the PI. But what I've always done is try to come back with fresh ideas and new ways of moving the project forward. I've tried to stay in touch with the literature and kind of understand where the field is generally.
0: When I was on maternity leave, I remember my brain being a total mush. <laughs> um, so I, how did you do any work whilst you were on maternity leave?
1: Certainly the first one was like that completely. The second time around I, I did find that also because I was more embedded in the science, and because I cared so much about it, I, I I wanted to read stuff about it, and you know, I kind of I had my pub crawler alerts and all those things, and like alerts going off, going, oh yeah, I think I will read that paper. And then when you're up in the middle of the night breastfeeding with phones now oh, you can sit and read a paper on your phone, no problem. So so it was good to try and keep in touch that way, and just even even to try and keep my brain a little bit switched on, like. Your priority should be your child and no one should be under pressure to keep on top of the literature and everyone should do what's right for them. For me, it felt like this time that I kept in touch with things and was excited to see what was happening in the field and what shifts there, there were coming up.
0: So you did keep in touch with the research during your second maternity leave, but not so much in your first one. Um, why was that?
1: So my first maternity leave, my husband unfortunately wasn't well. He had chronic fatigue syndrome and he just couldn't, like he couldn't get out of bed. So my entire focus was on looking after a newborn child and trying to care for my husband as well. And at that time, I couldn't have done anything other than to after my family and that was the right thing for me to do at that time. The second time around, things have improved, my husband's feeling better. I felt more in control of things and I did feel it was right for me at that time to be able to keep a little bit of my scientific brain alive.
0: One of the other challenges of having an academic career is this requirement to be a mobile scientist. So someone who travels around the world for conferences, does research in different countries, different continents, if possible. And that is made a lot more challenging when you have children in the mix. And then also if you have a partner who is unwell. So even if it's just for conferences, how have you made it work i
1: am very choosy about what i go to i don't go to meetings for the sake of it i do feel that i could be more visible sometimes i think oh i wish i I was at that meeting but i can't really justify it certainly for day conferences it's easy enough To go first thing in the morning, come back in the evening and not feel like you've missed out much in family life. And it's having a really supportive family who haven't questioned or haven't said, oh, why are you doing that when you know you've got your, your baby at home? They've always been like, okay, well, if that's what you need to do, then they'll support you in that. So that's been really helpful.
0: One of the other uh things that that young researchers are encouraged to do is to take fellowships in different countries and do some research in different you know in in other locations to network to experience different cultures and research labs. Do you feel the pressure to do that
1: i I do feel the pressure i I love meeting people and I love chatting so because of that, I find that networking is quite easy for me, so I do have contacts in other labs big labs around the world. And I, I'm hoping that we'll be able to go for two, or three months somewhere and get experience that way. But again, it's just the idea of being really choosy about where you go and being prioritising what you need to get out of it and what's best for you and your family. And um, there are grants available as well that will support mums who are taking their kids elsewhere. So I plan to tap into some of those, a bit of extra, extra financial support for childcare in another country. And I would be hoping that maybe in a year or two that we can go away for two or three months either Europe or the US and do a bit of experience then. It's not the same as spending a year in another country, which I would love to do, but I'm just not in a position where that's going to be possible.
0: So I guess one other question that a lot of people ask is, um, you know, what impact does having children have on your career as a woman in science? So if someone was to ask you that, which I am doing, I guess, um, what would you say?
1: Having kids has really made me love my job more. They're just so curious about life. They're full of questions and then it makes me go, oh yeah, well, this is my job. I try to answer these questions and it makes me more excited then about the research that I do. Like little
0: mini scientists at home.
1: Well, all kids are mini scientists, aren't they? You know, they they all are. They're all full of questions. They all want to know how everything works and that is science. I just find them really inspiring.
0: Eileen, thank you very much for sharing your story with me today. Now, if you've got a science mama story that you would like to share or you know a science mama who has a great story to tell, then please do get in touch via our website, sciencemamas.com. We are keen to hear from you and we really want to share your stories because there are other science mamas and potential science mamas and science papas who really want to hear more about what it is really like, both the good and the bad and the sometimes ugly. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Julie Gold. I love my giant mama. I love my science mama. I love my science mama.